We back. Like we, we back in left. the building. 2024. Like we never left. Like we went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run to the store with me real quick, Kev. We we gonna we gonna come back in 2024 with some new heat. You know what I mean? Went to Target in Houston. <laughs> it's going down. What's up, Kev? I'm chilling. How's your all sorts of how was it? How was your your, your holiday? How was your New Year? How was everything, man? It was it was it was uh it was not uneventful. I <laughs> I didn't even tell you what happened, did I? No, we haven't spoken. <sighs> well, the the bright note is that I was actually in a Target, not in Houston, but locally. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of energy for not for me not to take a picture of the big old bathroom sign and send it to you. <laughs> you were starting off just this is a horrible start off to the to the year. Ah, this is an awful first show start off. Agree to disagree. The the <laughs> so you know we we um, generally have at least one if not two trips to the chicago area to go visit my wife's family right yeah yep, yep. last year so christmas of 2022 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we all got covid <laughs> so we couldn't we had to cancel right, it, right? right i remember that yep so this year um my daughter who is fairly resilient even though she is a you know delicate flower She's a she's my little princess, but right. she's pretty tough. She's a pretty tough chick. She woke up and was not feeling well like a week before school was about to let out. Oh man! So I was like, uh oh. And um, so she had a fever, and she's just. I was like, wow. If she's you know, it's like she's one of those people who, if they say they're not feeling well, like you know something's going on because like they never say right. you know they never have anything going on. Right. Took her to the urgent care. Flu. They tested for the flu, and I think they tested for COVID, and she had flu. Like, okay. oh, boy. So I'm wearing a mask in the house. You know, it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, pandemic mm-hmm. era living. It's all good. <laughs> Wifey gets it. So I take her to the same urgent care, same doctor. He's like, you're two for two. I was like, all right. So then he gives me he gives he gives her the Tamiflu he gives me he gives me a prescription he's like you might as well take it too it's like cool so I made it through without getting the flu but we had to cancel our trip oh no yeah so we ended up being here um, which was you know I was I was bummed because I was like I'm gonna stay healthy we're gonna be okay she's gonna be she's gonna be fine by the time we have to leave and then and then my wife got it so I was like oh yeah we can't do that yeah so. But uh, but yeah, we ended up chilling, you know. Felt like a so very just, long but quick vacation because most of it was spent running back and forth to pharmacies and urgent cares. How was your How was your holiday season? It was well. Before I tell you about mine, uh, so are you guys going to reset the trip to Chicago anytime soon, or what's the? What's yeah, the... thinking about maybe spring break or something like that. You know, okay. we'll see. Cool, we'll cool. See. Uh, mine was nice, man. Um, the. Uh, Christmas was with the family, with the immediate family. Really? Well, I guess really my immediate family. Because it was my parents and then my kids and wife. So it's just just us. Um, And then, man, you know the deal? They had to wake me up at 9 o'clock to do the countdown with New York. Um, They woke me up (laughs) 5, 10 minutes after. We counted down like it was New Year, and I went right back to sleep. Man, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Midnight, I was woken up by the, I don't know, barrage of Leaf fireworks lady? or whatever. Leaf blower lady, <laughs> no, get out no, there. No. No, get it no, in. That's the homie now, man. She squashed. She drank with us. I told you that, right? Did she? Yeah. Yeah, man. She got she got faded with us one night. Nice. Big shout out to my homeboy, Julio, man. You know what I'm saying? My neighbor, Julio, he uh that, that night, Julio went ahead and got double lit. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a good that was a good night watching both of my neighbors get faded and me not. <laughs> yesterday was Shout the first Yesterday was the first day if you consider I mean, I know we're all back to work and everything, but um yesterday was the first day since the start of the 
the the break where I had a day where all I had to do was make sure that my daughter didn't kill herself, which is generally a fairly easy okay. task. Simple day. Wifey yeah. had to had to go to to something, you know. She went and had a hair appointment and stuff, so it was just the two people who like being at home with nothing to do. <laughs> right. And I think I got double lit. So <laughs> Hey, double double lit is fine. I haven't been double lit in a minute, but double lit is fine when you just at the crib and it's just at least for me. I won't speak for anybody else, but I don't like being double lit out and oh no, in not public. at all. No, that's not the way to yeah. do it. The problem no, is no, the next no. I mean, day, it's, yeah, the wanna, next morning is want to get a little exercise morning, in. Ooh. I mean, the next morning at all for me at this point. Like if I take a sip of just. A sip of wine and the next morning is like, was I drinking all night? What are we doing? <laughs> like, what are, is this this immediate alcohol poisoning now? The the moment I take a sip? I, my brother, man, my brother was so disappointed in me because I was like, man, I, my tolerance is starting. To, no, our tolerance is fine, but my reaction my, is like, and he's like, man, what? What, you can't drink now? What, you what? He's like all upset. Wow. What are you not drinking now? I'm like, yo, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just try to stay away from like. Adding bully stuff. I definitely don't do the the sugar in my drink. Like I don't have a and coke with anything anymore. Oh yeah. Period. Are you like that's to me you, that's you not that jack? per se, but I don't drink that. It's too sweet. Jack is too sweet. Jack it's is way too sweet. That's I mean we we my family likes it, so I took like shots of it in in Vegas because I mean mm. too sweet plus. So I just drink it like. On, a, on the rocks, but it was just like drinking I, for the sake of drinking. This is the thing. I was, I was, I think, I'd like to believe I was a fairly sweet young, uh, young man when I was, when I was a child. I doubt it. At, well, <laughs> everything is relative, of course. But as I've grown older, I've, I've shed that persona. So I have to keep my alcohol intake, you know, consistent with that, with that frame of mind. <laughs> So it's, shed that persona it's with vigor. It's yeah. It's basically like <laughs> like I'm vaping vodka or something like that. Like it's just that's, that's all I can, that's all I can do. But I also have the presence I, of mind now to if to to stop early enough so that I can have the rest of the night to do some deep breathing exercises and drink like you know fourteen fifteen gallons of water before I the the it's like it's stupid. Watching me drink is stupid because it's like double shot, right? Oh, he going in. Then it's like six bottles of water. Then another <laughs> dollar. It's like, dude, what are you? <laughs> you're completely diluting this. It's, it's dumb. I'm, I'm totally trying to survive drinking while drinking. <laughs> I have, um, I want to get to the other side. I have a story for you. Okay. About my this this weekend, this past weekend, oh, wow. that I think you're gonna be like, what? That's you're gonna be like, yo, that's crazy. I promise you. All right, you ready, man? Cannot wait. All right, let's go. Rap sucks. Radio. Blah 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 blah. What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Rap Sucks Radio. <laughs> With your homeboy, Trek Life, and your fam, Kev Sakota. That's right. What's the opposite of drink champs? <laughs> We're the opposite. <laughs> the opposite of drink <laughs> Wow. Yeah, like, I don't know. We would be, at this point, because they've never won a championship, we're like the drink clippers. Um <laughs> Oh my god, I think I just broke this chair. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of our show, Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you'd like to catch us on television, go to btsn.watch. That's BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. Um, check us out there, man. We with uh, plenty of other dope content. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. We want in. And you can also catch us on your social media. Check this out. You can catch us at Rapsucks Radio on Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, RSR Podcast, and now at Rapsucks Radio on Threads. Nice. You didn't nice. get yelled at by some, some, no, uh, not just yet, competing, like some 
knitting podcast or something like that? No, they they offered it. IG said, yo, you want to do this? I said, you know what, man? We, we got to do it. So That's right. We are officially on threads. I like threads quite a bit. I'll talk about that in a minute. So, yeah, check this out. Before we get into the topics, Kev, guess what I did on Saturday night? You'll never guess. Just take one wild guess. Uh, Naked snowboarding. No, definitely not. Okay. Went to a concert. Took my daughter to her first concert. We went to the Alter Ego concert, the iHeartRadio Alter Ego concert, okay. which featured such bands as Sum 41, Fall Out Boy, 1975, uh, Bush, Yellow Card, etc. Wow. Right? Right? Okay. I knew this, you were going to be like, is, what? This is uh, your, your oldest? Yeah. Yeah. She's a, okay. she's a Fallout. She's a fan of Fallout Boy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought she might have been a little young for Fallout Boy, but okay. I mean, well, you know, I will say this much. And Silo, in spite of his um, permanent curmudgeon status, he actually agrees with me here that young people do have a much more various music palette these days. They go oh, all yeah, the way no, back just to the 90s. Oh, yeah, no, just because Fallout, oh, isn't yeah. Fallout Boy like um, like on the AARP tour as well? Like, they're, I'm not talking <laughs> well, about her. Well, that's funny because- had nothing to do with Some her. 41 said that this is, Some 41 officially said like this next tour is their last tour ever. Yeah, they're on like so, some eighty-two at this point. It's some yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but here's the trip. I'm sitting there. We have great seats. We got great seats. Uh, we're eighteen rows back from the stage. Oh wow! So excellent seats. We are um, chilling. The photographer comes up, takes a couple pictures. I'm like, why is he taking pictures of us specifically? Turns out to be the homie Joel. So big shout out oh, to my man wow. Joel. Oh. Yeah, St. Joel. And we're chilling. We're just watching. And I'm like, man, I'm literally thinking. This is exactly what I'm thinking at the moment before this episode. I'm like, yo, Kev would trip out if he found out I was here. Like, he would be like, yo, really? You rolled up to that? I don't know. And right as they said that, Mike Shinoda walked out. Really? And I'm hyped, like I'm like that's the homie. I'm like he does. I don't know him like that, but I'm like that's the homie. People around him, like oh, he knows Mike Shinoda. Like I don't, but um, yeah, man, Mike Shinoda walked out, and and we had a chance to go backstage, and I was like, nah, that's okay. And now I'm thinking, man, I wish I kind of would have went backstage and said what's up to him or whatever. But yeah, oh, he'd probably be home by then. Stage. No, he he was there the whole night. He, he came out, Fallout Boy closed. He, he was there for the Fallout Boy Fallout Boy show. Oh, word, okay. Was yeah. uh was Courtney Love there? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Not that, that I know her, her band isn't Bush. Her band. I don't know. He was up there solo. Oh, oh wait. Oh no, that's Gavin. Uh, what is what's his name, dude? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thirty seconds to Mars was the you know was one of the kind of close closer to closing. I don't know if I call it closing acts, and I was actually pretty hyped to go. And it turned they turned out to open because the Black Keys were performing, and I've, I've always liked. The They're Black dope. Keys. They're oh, super wow. dope. Why? Yeah. They, they so don't they fit opened. in with any of those other bands. Though. Yeah, it was weird, right? But they they opened. Um, and after that, I, not that I didn't enjoy the show, but that was who I was like, all right. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I can oh, rock wow. with that. But yeah, a lot of, it was wow. pretty dope. I, I have to say it was pretty dope. I love whenever any of those songs come on in, in Target. <laughs> Which we will get into <laughs> right after this. Wait, wait, what was, what was the venue? Uh, uh, Honda Center. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah, have very, 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 very good show. I, uh, I think it's the third or fourth alter ego, maybe more. I don't know, but um, yeah, pretty, pretty dope show. Nice. Yo, check it out. Let's get into it. So, Kev, you want to go ahead and read this uh, episode title for us as we start off the first episode of twenty twenty four. Let's see what is it. The episode title is. And this is episode 190. Yeah, we're close. We're getting close to 200. Comedians gone wild. Okay. All right. So what do you mean by that? I don't even know what you're talking about. All right. Let's jump into topic number one. Comedians starting off 2024 with L's. 
quite a few L's going around. Uh, let's we'll we'll start with Joe Coy, but we there's really a lot to discuss here. Joe Coy bombed the Golden Globes and is now public enemy number one is the reason for this topic. Sources involved are the internet and this particular source is OK Magazine. Now before I start this, this is not new news to anyone. We we were gonna jump on last week and decided you know what we normally take the first two weeks off anyway. Plus you guys were not dying for our Joe Coy opinion. I guarantee you that. So. If you guys all know that Joe Coy basically didn't do as great at the Golden Globes per plenty of uh, fan opinions. Uh, And the two things that stood out were the Barbie joke, Barbie movie joke and the Taylor Swift joke. So he stated that um, he claims that he isn't a hater and didn't mean to hate with his joke about Taylor Swift. Right. Following his failed joke about the Shake It Off singer during the 2024 Golden Globe Awards, the comedian attempted to clear his name by insisting that he was a fan of the pop star and he meant to lift up the 34-year-old, not bring her down. He didn't mean for his NFL joke to be taken as a negative jab at Taylor Swift. In quotes, he says, I don't understand the Taylor Swift tiff. Mind you, that one was just getting rewritten 50 million times, never ran it. Never ran it through all the way until we had to walk up. It's just weird. Where do you place it? And he kept hammering, and, and we kept hammering and cutting it down. Joe Coy admitted in the interview and lost So basically, he's bl- kind of blaming the writers here. But the whole intention of that joke was to make fun, still in quotes by Joe Coy, by the way. The whole intention of that joke was to make fun of the NFL. It's like the cool thing about the Golden Globes is we don't do cutaways for ratings, right? So, yeah, he didn't mean to... Uh, to fade Taylor Swift with that, and she didn't look very amused by the joke, so that led to a whole other, uh, you know, reaction. And then there's the Barbie joke, before I pass it over to you, Kev, which basically stated that Barbie was a, you know, Oppenheimer was a movie about blah, 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 and Barbie was a movie about a doll with big boobs, and people seem to be greatly offended by that joke. Kev, I'm going to pass this over to you. We will talk about Joe Coy, and then get into some other comedian L's that have been taken in 2024. <laughs> Set it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, the, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a thankless position to be in, you know, and and he's not a, he's not a kid either. That's the thing, you know, he's, and he's been doing comedy for a while. He's unknown to quite a few people, I think, who tuned in to see the Golden Globes, you know, which Mm -hmm. probably has a median, uh, demographic audience of, of like, you know, 70 to 75 year old white folks. Right watching it but um you know he i don't know how much he's done stuff like this but um the thing i was most offended by was when he threw his writers under the bus which i i I assume they weren't all his quote-unquote his writers you know there was a team of writers that i'm sure would would um you know were, were tasked with helping him come up with the the monologue in the 10 days that he had which First of all, I don't know anything about the Golden Globes. My assumption is that he, since he mentioned that he only got hired 10 days before the show, that 10 days is not the normal runway that you have to come up with something that the no, entire country is going like to see. three months or something like that. Yeah, so so I think, you know, it was kind of a last-minute thing. Um, but, uh, you know, you can't, you can't throw people under the bus. That's the no, only thing that, that I will low. say is – that I thought was a script. And you, he apologized. You're telling me he apologized you can't throw it. people under the bus. That's what you're saying. I think that this is the thing. The same people who don't have, who are, have so much time on their hands that they want to make it their job to ask him why he said what he said about Taylor Swift. The same people who want to ask him why he said what he said about Barbie are also going to be able to ask Taylor Swift what she thinks or her fans what they think or ask Greta Gerwig what she thinks about the Barbie joke, right? Who, by the way, to her credit, for whatever it's worth, whether she was actually offended or not, was a good sport about it. The director of Barbie, right? Um, who they're, they're, who, you know who they're not going to talk to? They're not going to go interview the team of writers. That's true. Right. That is true. So yes, that's that's that was the only thing because when he said that, I looked over my and of course I'm one of the seventy year olds who was watching it with my wife. I was like, ah, I shouldn't. Have, that's the one thing he shouldn't have done. I shouldn't you have know? done that one. And by the way, yeah. he, I like I like his comedy. You know, sure. and he's yeah, you know okay. shout to DJ Turbulence, my homie. He's like his yep. his tour DJ. Big shout it's, out. Um, yep. He's also like not the kind of comedian who 
You know what I mean? You would. He's the last comedian who's playing arenas who you would think would get in trouble for saying, quote unquote, the wrong thing. So I don't think to he's got, had a lot of practice also in responding to people saying that, you know, he, sure. they got offended by whatever he said. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to my understanding, there are contingency of people who don't like the accents, like the the various, you know, um, in his act, he, he goes through various different accents from various different um, Asian nationalities, Asian cultures, and some people don't like it. Um, at least that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's ever had to respond to it because he himself is Asian, and like it, it's that's more probably more of an internal argument. What I will say is, I don't think Cat Williams agrees with you about throwing people under the bus. Because <laughs> Cat Williams, he drove a bus forward and backward and forward and backward. Like he was going off. <laughs> Cat Williams went off. <laughs> but, but he went off. He. Definitely went off. I am interested to hear your take on the whole thing. What I will say is the difference in my mind is that, again, and this is purely assumption on my part, Joe Joe Coy was in a room of people who are probably stand-ups as well, but Mm -hmm. who are not, you know, like I just said, he's not terribly well-known to to a, a mainstream audience. I think, you know, whatever. That could be wrong as well. But the writers definitely are not as well known. I would think, as Joe Coy is. So he's throwing Likely people not. who, you know, are probably getting what they see as a, a, a good opportunity to write for, a, a, you know, a, a big award show. But they're not They're not Kevin Hart. They're not Steve Harvey. They're not Cedric the Entertainer. They're not, sure, you know, sure. The, the guys. Some that, of, well, uh, well, let's get into that. But let me close. I, can I, I'll close with my thought on the Joe Coy thing. Look, um, you, you have a bad night. I'm I've, I'm a performer. I've have been pre in my previous life was a performer myself. I know exactly what bad nights feel like. I've never uh, been accused of saying something offensive on stage. I I remember I was I'll, I'll brief very very brief example of of responding to something poorly that I was part of. I was part of a show uh, at an improv. They wanted me to perform closing at an improv and. The improv was the rap crisis center, mm. right? Instead, of course, following the rape crisis center, but it was the rap crisis center. Oh wow! So I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> just like uh, you didn't, ca- I didn't catch it at all. I was just on the flyer, posted the flyer on my my Facebook or whatever, and a woman responded to me and said, "Hey, this is awful. You shouldn't. You shouldn't." I'd never seen this. Seen. I'd never seen this one before. Didn't know who she was. I just. I and I. I initially didn't get what she was talking about Hmm. and she's talking about like you know just a horrible message and using something that you know and i'm like what is she talking about so finally when i realized what she was talking about i was like hey i didn't name the show you got to talk to the people who put on the show right now 20 years later i would have responded to that a lot differently okay right i wouldn't have directed the, the 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 accountability for not catching that is on me, in my opinion. And I would have responded a lot differently. I would have taken on, soaked the accountability up, responded apologetically, but then said, hey, this is not something that I caught. Initially, I do understand your thing, but I'm, I'm about to still rock the show. But, you know, at least been understanding. That's, that's something I feel like I responded poorly to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and... and- he was in a much greater position than that. But yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like you you know, you caught there with a mic in your face. Some reporters mm-hmm. asking you your your response. It's you can always just not say anything or just you know say, "Hey, I caught an L." Well, you know, I'm going to take the you L. Though? You can. Most comedians don't. You know, and and part of it is also like I said. And I've only seen a, f- a couple of his stand-up specials, mm-hmm. if that, mm-hmm. right? I've seen. And I like. I liked it. What I saw, you know, I was yeah, like, I thought it was funny. That's it's good. Um, is it? Yeah, based on the material that I've seen him do, it's like I don't think he faces that situation a lot. But I, I, you know, just based on the reaction of comedians who do do edgy, whatever, it's a, who do offensive comedy and then want to. Mm you know, defend it or whatever. It's like, 
you can say whatever well, you want, but but you know, don't don't come with the you know it's at this point in 2023, 2024 to say mm-hmm. you can't say anything anymore. Then this, why are you doing this? Then shut the hell up. That's well, yeah, and you saw my comments on that. I don't know. Oh if yeah, you yeah, yeah. It. We yeah, totally agree like, on that. Yeah. Yeah, like, stop already. You guys have to stop with this. And yeah. I didn't like the, the, I, who's, I've never heard of this guy. First of all, there are over 7 billion people on this planet. Right. It's possible that you don't know who a comedian, actor, or musician is. So, who is this guy? He's oh, yeah, nobody. I'm not, Shut I'm up. not paying like, any stop, attention get, to that shit. No, get come, your come corny, on. Yeah. Y'all corny and y'all stupid. Yeah. But <laughs> the the thing that I did find funny, and the thing that I will say, I've been pushing back on comedians about this the whole time, but I, I do notice this quite like a bit. They did try to cancel this dude. <laughs> like kind of can't like the whole idea was to kind of end his career at, at this dead moment. And uh, of course, I don't believe cancel culture is a real thing. But I think that there was this collective ideology that they were going to get together and and ruin this dude's because no one should watch him, no one should do anything with. Him. And I'm like, dude, he had an audience, a built-in audience. Some people that he works with, I actually work. He shouted out turbulence, a quite a quite a few of the people that actually book his tours and and uh, manage work with him are are people that I've worked closely with before. You're not doing anything to those people. Trust me. Yeah. He has a bulletproof team of folks that don't care about nothing you have to say or anything you have to do. So state your business and shut it down. Yeah. If you're a rapper, if you're a DJ, you want to go out there every night and you want every song that you play to to change everybody's life. It's not going to happen. If you're a comedian, you want to go out there and every word that you say should make people piss their pants and cry while they're laughing. It's not going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to right. go out there and sink every basket, the 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 every shot attempt you wanted to to go in the basket. That's not going to happen. It's just sure. not. He's but but um, you know the one thing I will say for especially for comedians in this day and age is at least if you get to a certain point, be ready for what's going to happen when somebody gets gets pissed off at you. Because if anything, the bar I could see the Barbie joke maybe being a little bit more you know. Yeah, that was, than, that was than, the, than the Taylor Swift one. Also, with the Taylor Swift thing, I I would put money down that she didn't even hear what he said, I and that they cut to her, and she looked like she, you know, I, that, like most people probably look half of the time when they're not paying attention to what's going on. It's like you're in a room full of freaking ghosts, um, and. <laughs> You know, just trying to get through the night, you know, make sure that you can get to the football game the next day or whatever. It's like, you know, I didn't even hear what, you know, and I don't know. I don't know if anybody actually talked to her. I don't think she cares. I don't know. Her fans, you know, got got upset. But honestly, what he said, in my opinion, I agree with him. It was not like a shot at her. Like he said, he was a shot at the NFL. If anything, I think that's probably the, the direction they thought the joke was going. But yeah, you well, know, people it's just that it's do. Taylor Swift, yeah. so of course they're going to concentrate on her. Barbie's not a real person. Greta Gerwig is not someone you know. You might not even know that she's the director of 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 the Barbie movie. But the message of the Barbie movie was the opposite of you know. Well, it went as internet arguments go, right? Yeah, you start off with an opinion. Somebody decide oh, this light. Well, nobody sees this. Anymore. Anyway, you just um, got shut down. Start off, yeah, it's just crazy. The light just went out. I got to get a new light. Anyway, now it looks like I truly look like I was like like a Sith character. So, now um, <laughs> knocked the mic over. This is a this is a great starting show. Listen, people, it went as internet arguments go. People got upset at a particular point. The Taylor Swift yeah. thing, right? Then they followed it up with when they couldn't get him on the Taylor Swift thing. Then they switched over to the Barbie thing. And I was like, eh, I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? I I get being upset. I get the response. But I'm also kind of not buying it. I'm just like, man, just move on. You know what I'm saying? That's Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what – that was the thing I think he should have done. Just just move on. You know, it's like 
you know, you can go out and say, you know, I, I, I wish it would have gone better. Period. Yeah. Yeah. You know whatever. what you should what you should do is what like what Dave Chappelle said he does. It's another person I'm gonna bring up. But let's get to let's get to Cat Williams, man. Let's okay. get to Cat Williams. We spent some time on Joe Coy, so Cat Williams goes off entirely. Yeah. Now, now, did you listen? Did you listen to the whole? Watch the whole thing? I did not listen to two hours okay. of it. No. Okay. No, I did not. Um, because by the way, my, I did not think I would, and I started no. listening, and. I listened to the whole. Thing. Did you really? It went. It went. It went by very. Uh, it went. Yeah. 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 It was not. Uh, was not a chore. That sounds like torture. But um, no, man. I I wasn't super into it. What I did watch. I I. Everyone who knows me knows that I am not a fan of Steve Harvey. So uh-huh. I'm all in for Steve Harvey shade. If right. we shade Steve Harvey, I will bring all the umbrellas. Let's do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what I told my wife was, I said, you know, look, 90% of what he said about his peers in the industry and the industry itself was likely true. And about 70% of what he said about himself is true. Mm. That was what I assumed, right? Um. You know, then people started fact checking, and and then he said, "What got me? That, let me go through point by point. One, he said, and watch them all respond, so y'all know it's true." And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. So you supposed to say something, and nobody's supposed to respond to you? Is that that don't make no sense? Oh, so people like he, are responding. Like he yeah. was saying that if they respond, that means it's true. Then then that proves that he's right. And I'm like, bro, you ain't gonna just say something." You know what I'm saying? And I don't get to respond. And people are like, see, Cat Williams said they was going to say something back. Like, he exposed something. Okay, that's part one. And part three is going to kill you. <laughs> part two is Ice Cube came out and said, we would never he, we would never write a rape scene into Friday. Mm-hmm. Right? So his story about him changing the Money Mike bathroom scene from mm. Friday after next Ice Cube denied it. He didn't deny it in a diss. He just said, look, that's not true. All right. Now, people glossed over that like like point for point Cat Williams was true. But no, Ice Cube denied that. And third, I just have to breathe on this one. Okay. <laughs> a friend of mine was like, when I die, I hope my homeboys ride for me like Cat Williams rode for Bernie Mac. And I was like, a thousand years after you died? <laughs> Bernie Mac been dead for 654 years. <laughs> I'm like, now? Now when you basically get in a two-hour special out of Shannon Sharp, all of a sudden we defending Bernie Mac? Get out of here. Bernie Mac was this and that. You, you had He's done... What, four specials since Bernie Mac passed away? And I have not heard this one. Watched all of them. And not all of them are great. Not all of them are great. Mm, I was wondering about that. One when of he said all those specials that great. he'd done, I was like, I, I, I have to take it back to like Pimp Chronicles. And then Pimp you know, Chronicles I think I pretty much heat. checked out. After and worth it, in my opinion. Mm. Very worth checking out. These oh. joints hit mid very fast. <laughs> not one. You, y'all, 2024, we starting off like this, and I'm trying to be peaceful, trying my best, man. Like, y'all, y'all want me to be this way, and that's the problem. You guys want me to turn into this person. Listen, y'all ain't said Bernie Mac name for a whole 17 winters. <laughs> I haven't heard none of y'all care about no damn Bernie Mac. Me and Suge was just talking about Bernie Mac probably November. I'm, I, I can remember the last time I said anything about Bernie Mac, probably <laughs> down to the day. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, y'all got this hero called Shut. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> so in conclusion, it sounded like a lot of truth. But a lot of sour grapes. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. A lot of truths mixed in with a lot of sour grapes. And I wish you guys would stop picking your heroes, like stop picking bitter heroes. That's <laughs> that's my opinion of it. You know what I'm saying? Stop picking bitter heroes. All right, I'm done. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. I didn't feel like it changed my life in any great way. Other than I did go back and watched a lot of Bernie Mac after that. Um, you know, but I did find it thoroughly entertaining. Um, I obviously don't know if the things that he said were, were you know, the one thing that I thought um, that bummed me out was the Cedric, the entertainer. Yeah, that's thing. Sucked. Because that, yeah. that seems plausible. Sure. You know? And I love that that whole bit on Kings of Comedy yeah. that he did. Because he, yeah. he killed it. He crushed it. And But I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, like, because, yeah, after, you know, I watched a bunch of Bernie Mac. I watched that Fat Tuesday documentary, the, the Comedy Store documentary. And the thing that struck me yeah. is that it's funny yeah. is that I knew who Joe Rogan was, um, not as a comedian, but from, I think news radio was probably the first time I sort of was like, oh, okay, okay. this guy's funny, you know, but I didn't know he was to stand up, right? Um, but way after that, I think probably during the Fear Factory years, maybe or whatever, there was a comedian that was on Warner Brothers when I was there named Carlos Mencia, whose yeah, yeah. album was dope. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when Rogan crushed him at the comedy store for stealing jokes. And I was like, mm. oh, shit. Like, oh, did he? Like, wow, that's crazy. And nobody heard nothing from him since then. And that's when I, I mean, you know, it's like, so I was, my thing with, I was like, I went from knowing who Joe Rogan was and being like, oh, wow, you really want to go and make people eat donkey dicks on TV all, all every week. Okay. <laughs> get, get your money, I guess. Whatever. Oh, and you're a comedian. Okay. But I didn't really sort of like have any kind of like, oh, this guy's serious about his craft until I saw those videos come out of him killing this yeah. dude for um, like not letting it go for this, this dude just stealing jokes, right? Which seemed to be, again, similarly plausible. Right, and then since then, obviously, a lot of things have 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 um, changed in in Rogan's world. But but like that's the kind of thing. Like when when that thing came up, I was like, wow, because which because of all the comedians that Cat Williams talked about, the one that I didn't want it to be true about was probably Cedric. Because yeah, you know what sure, I mean? Sure. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I mean, whatever. But all the people he was talking about, they're fine. They're gonna be fine. You know, nobody's 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 career is going to end based on it. And y'all haven't y'all haven't talked about hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh yeah, that was. Y'all ain't talked about that show. Yeah, it, now it's, it, that's the thing. It's one thing for somebody to go back and say, like, you know what? Now that he mentioned it, this is kind of crazy. And put up the two pictures of Steve Harvey and and, and yeah, and what, yeah. What, I can't. Even, I don't even remember his name. And and say like, hmm, right? Okay, that's one thing. But but to go on the kind of tirade you're talking about with like the you know. Like, you know, writing for him. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> you, Come on. you know, you're not. Yeah, Mark Curry. Taylor Swift has a fan club. Beyonce has a fan club. Cat Williams does not have a fan club the way you guys. I mean, trying to act like, I, if I, I had never in my life heard, I was like, when did he become the savior of things anyway? But. um, And let's close out the comedian talk with this. Um. First time in my life I didn't like a Dave Chappelle special. Oh, I have not watched it yet. Dreamer? Yeah, I it was cool. It wasn't horrible, but mm-hmm. I was like, eh, alright. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely did not like. Like I watched it. Some people were super defensive about it, so I didn't really I don't really talk about it. So I guess I might get some heat based on the show if people want to respond to it. But I I I wasn't a fan of the Chris Rock special either. Remember we talked about that a little bit on the show, mm. like how some of the clips came out. I finally watched the whole thing since we talked about the show months ago. Uh-huh. Eh. Yeah. He went into the whole like new comedian trope. You can't say anything. People are sensitive, selective, outrage type. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. You can't. You know, people can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, I mean, settle down. You know what I mean? And that, 
the thing I don't get. You're fine. Is if you're in, if you're just hanging out with friends, people who you actually know. Yeah. And you're talking trash. You know that there is a point beyond which you cannot go. Even if you really know them and they know you mm-hmm. and they know it's mm-hmm. all love, you still know that there's a point beyond which you cannot go without making sure that you don't have a drink in your hand so that you could you could make sure you block a, <laughs> a punch or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like why that would change because, you know, I, you've been telling yeah. jokes, yeah. you know, uh to to an audience that doesn't have a mic uh for for the last 20 years i i don't know why you would think that but i feel like it's part of like maybe the change in society after 1965 maybe somewhere around 1975 1980 people stopped there were probably a bunch of comedians that were telling a lot of i'm, I'm just going to say white comedians i'm just this i'm talking about this is talking about the civil rights movement, y'all. So chill out when I say white comedians. But I'm sure at the time, racism in comedy was probably pretty high. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 10 to 15 years later, people people stopped laughing at those jokes. You know? And those comedians felt like the world is ending. Because we used to be able to tell these black jokes in the South. And they went over so well, right? Imagine how they would feel. I, I'm not... Uh, pouring any feeling any great feeling for them personally but they probably felt like free speech is dying we can't say the n-word hard r anymore in clubs yeah. and people hate us or or imagine how like you know school teachers felt when they had to integrate schools or things of that nature right um the world is changing we can't exist anymore the way we want it to exist that's what comedians sound like to me right now and i will stand on it for the rest of my life all this can't say, and every time you say you can't say it, you're on a stupid tour with 10,000 people watching you. Exactly. How the hell can you not say it? And you're by the, the way, only though, one saying it. There are comedians who talk about so-called cancel culture in unique and clever ways that make me laugh. When I, They're saying the exact same thing, by the way, at the end of the sure. day. Their sentiment sure. is exactly the same thing. But they're using their brains, their comedic writing minds to come up with a way to comment on it that's not making them sound like, you know, like, yeah. like everyone's after them. You know, it's like, you, right. it's it's the job that you, you chose. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you... There are plenty of jobs out there that you can't do the, those jobs the way you used to do it. You know, like, for example, like uh, 20 years ago, you could put a, a, a door on a on a passenger jumbo jet and not, you know, skip a couple <laughs> bolts. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> it doesn't mean somebody's like trying to cancel you for, for <laughs> wanting you to do your job better. It's just the way it is. You People know? cannot find you entertaining or funny. If that's the case, then every rap album you didn't like, you certainly you canceled the artist. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of not liking rap albums, <laughs> <laughs> topic number two, man, is titled "Most Deaf on Target." Uh huh. The reason why is uh, Yasin Bey, formerly known as Most Deaf, explains why Drake isn't hip hop. Did he say those exact words? Uh, anyway, and it I- relates to music. But it relates his music to shopping at Target. He, he you, was he was he he measured his words, I think, quite carefully. I don't remember him saying, and I'm tripping. I might be tripping, but I don't remember him saying that he isn't hip hop. Well, I list. I, I I had I had ignored this entire story until just uh, so about I. a half hour before we recorded, same, and I actually same. watched the video clip of of the young lady asking him the question. Um, who mm-hmm. I don't know who she was, but um, she asked him. She asked him. Is Drake sure, hip hop sure. right? Sure. And immediately he, um, I, you know what? This is actually another situation where, I just like I said, comedians I need to be ready for these questions because they know they're going to come at some point. Rappers our age or around our age need to be ready for because <laughs> the first thing he said was, "Why are you doing this to me?" Yeah, <laughs> I laughed so hard. Which I laughed so. Hard, I but I don't think he said he's not heavy. I think he said he's more pop to me. 
He said he's yeah. He all right. So look, the source for this is at least nine different direct messages sent to me <laughs> about it, and this article is pulled from Stereo Gum. Players involved in most def, uh, uh, currently known as Yasin Bay and Drake. Uh, Yasin Bey, formerly known as Most Def, has racked up years of credibility in rap since launching his career in 1994. On a new episode of the fashion podcast, The Cutting Room Floor, he was asked if he considered Drake to be hip-hop. A question that cre- clearly stressed him out as he started, as Kev mentioned. Why are you doing this to me? He began his answer saying that, and then he said, Drake is pop to me. In the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake's, uh, and I heard a Drake song... It feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping or shopping <laughs> with an edge in certain instances. It's likable. Um, this is the part I kind of want to really delve into a little bit. And he says, what happens when this thing collapses? What happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not in some early stage of that at the at this present hour? I disagree with that part. We are in the late stages of it. Are we yeah. seeing the collapse of them? No, we saw that already. And buying and selling, <laughs> where's the message that I can use? What is in it for the audience part? Okay. You already I've already been uh challenged by by Fizz and others about my opinion on whether hip hop is dead or not. But let's go <laughs> back a few steps here. Kev what did you garner from his response? Like, what what was your what was your immediate response? Did you see curmudgeon? Did you see, um, like, did you see old head? What, what did you see in his response? I don't know. I mean, I I didn't have a a, a problem with what he said. Hmm. You know, okay. It's like he he was asked a question that he clearly didn't feel like talking about, <laughs> and he answered it. I I can't wait for the the first rapper who uses uh, compatible with shopping in a in a verse. I have two things to say. <laughs> two things that are gonna. It's get probably gonna be Pusha T. Let's face it, but <laughs> I mean, because Pusha T is Pusha T won't leave it alone. He's like. Eminem and Mariah Carey at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, am I a jerk for pointing out that I was in Target like two weeks ago and Umi says came on? Really? Yes. I was just gonna say if I'm in Target and Respiration comes on, I'm buying all the Stanley Cups that I can find. <laughs> Dude, Umi says came on. I have video on Instagram where Odyssey came on in Target. Oh wow! Listen. If I hear Rich Baby Daddy in Target, I'm calling management. That's the, the I, little. I, I don't even know what little, that is. Been that ass over. Let that coochie breathe. <laughs> if I hear that in Target, who is that? That's Drake. That oh. is a Drake song. If I hear that joint in Target, I'm I'm going straight to the manager. I'm <laughs> Karen Wig and all. I'm like, yo, listen, my kids is in here. There's a there's a time and place for this, but it ain't Target. Oh, you know what I'm saying? God. I am not going to go too deep because I'm kind of like I don't have a problem with what he said. I it's whatever. Like he's he can have his opinion on Drake. Probably I mean he's one. I'm not bragging or supporting him in this, but he's one hit away from meeting matching Michael Jackson's record in hit songs, right? Mm. Number one songs. He is pop, just like Hammer went hip hop to pop, just like just like Outkast crossed over and was and was considered pop. Like, sure, sure. I don't know if most was even really dissing with that. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I didn't feel like that. It's not like he went on a, a you know, like grabbed a little step stool and, and a and a bullhorn and stood on the corner of of uh, you know Fulton and Atlantic and like uh, started shouting about Drake not being hip hop. It's not like like when when. When Tip was going after Hammer, he hated Hammer. I mean, yeah, it yeah, seemed yeah. like he did. I don't him know and, if he him and cared. Search, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, um, but that was a that was a time in in hip hop where it did always feel like it could be taken away very easily for the wrong mm-hmm. reason, right? Mm-hmm. And um, now it's it's a different different atmosphere. The one thing I will say about Drake is that I don't know if I ever felt like his it wasn't like when he started the first thing I remember hearing him do was successful which is singing right mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is dope mm-hmm. dope little 
new type of R&B pop, whatever you want to call it, record, right? Um, So it would be another thing if he did like a, you know, Shook One's part three and then, and then now he's doing what he's doing now it's not that that didn't happen you know what i'm saying he his last album came out and people who love him said it was a flop i listened to it i was like it sounds like all the other drake records that i've heard i don't i don't (laughs) know if i have a a perspective on this anymore you know what i'm saying so um yeah i mean i'm not sure but no i didn't i didn't i didn't think it was a curmudgeon thing i mean you know and i would imagine that most has his his um expresses has no problem expressing his opinion on these things in private like it's like what we does all he do. have it's to like, fear yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and so i thought he handled it quite as, as diplomatically as he could be put on the spot and as with many things that he has said that i have heard when he has said them into a mic i thought it, i thoroughly enjoyed it's compatible with <laughs> I, shopping i i just i was like i don't even know what that means but i, I love it yeah, uh, he started getting into pom poms and all this stuff, and I had no idea what he was talking anymore. Well, no, nah, with that, with that, that's that's where I kind of want to go with this last couple minutes here, and and just to sort of kind of conclude like the initials. We went to part one, right? Is it is it an old head energy thing, right? And to me, it falls in that category. You know what I'm saying? That that mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like I. You know, to say somebody's music is compatible with shopping, it, that's an old head energy level thing. It's fresh, but it's an old head energy thing. Um, but he said, like, what happens when when this thing collapses, right? This. This yeah. is what happens. Well. It happened yeah. already. And everybody, and look, I said this, and, and everybody from old friends to new friends got at me. I'm like, yo, hip hop. <laughs> Has How been what? dead. <laughs> I said it's been dead, and, and it's not dead. There's a new artist named, you know, Floopy Bop, and you just don't listen to all the rappers. I'm like, yo, don't you understand? Don't y'all understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, we can still rap, and sure, we can still rap about what we want. And yes, Fonte is still putting out some of the best music you've ever heard in your life. Yes. But the energy is entirely different now. And it's basically all we're listening to is Hammer versions of music. Like, and I'm not dissing Hammer. I'm not dissing pop, pop, hip hop music, right? What I'm saying is now it's all Jack and Coke. There is no Woodford Reserve in in hip hop right now. You got to go. I got to go to the smokiest, most darkest part of spotify to find heat that wasn't the case when we were when we were younger for example people like well you can't judge hip-hop by the radio listen shut up okay shut up entirely because hip-hop was on the radio for years stop new york radio is one of the most important aspects of hip-hop so shut up red alert is a big reason why hip-hop expanded to so many different boroughs generations to ultimately from the East Coast to the West Coast, blah, 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 blah. K-D-A-Y is one of the most important aspects of hip-hop. Greg Mack, et cetera, right? The, the K-D, K-D Mixmasters. Do I need to go on here? So shut up with the you can't judge hip-hop by radio, right? Because half of you guys, completely unwashed fatigues, were begging to be on Friday Night Flavors and all of these radio shows. Which, by the way, radio shows of that sort no longer exist. We're only getting one side, people. That is my entire point. We used to get multiple voices. Now we only get one. That is basically what Mos Def is saying. Where do What do I take home from this? What do I take home from Rich Baby Daddy? What do I take home from a Drake record, right? He might say something thought-provoking on occasion, but for every Drake... For every Snoop, shut up, stop telling me that Snoop was, no. Snoop was basically not saying shit on no damn microphone for you to think about. You can play Little Ghetto Boy to me on repeat if you want to, but it was one (laughs) damn song. It was one song. So as I conclude this rant, I'm saying, for every 
Snoop type level artist, there was a far side. Right. For 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 every and the far side wasn't super messagey either. But there was just this all there was this alternate alternative available sound that we were we were all privy to. We could all reach for those records. Some of these times you can play at a 90s party. You could play 93 till and it goes off just as hard as what's my name by Snoop. Mm -hmm. Like the energy is gone for for something that says something more. And by the way, as I can, okay, concluding rant here, and it's our fault, by the way. It's the underground hip-hop, unwashed, unwashed fatigue group's fault that this happened, right? Your, your arms are folded in the back of the club, $7 for your, your IPA, whatever you bought, you're, right? You're at the airliner, you got on Adidas, you feel like you're really the best rapper in the building and all of your music sounds like sticks meeting stones and you falling over the microphone. <laughs> and now, because we wouldn't allow the creativity to boil within our communities and continue to build up and bubble up, we're here where we tore this down. That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? We tore this down. All right, I'm done. Well, is it... I mean, I, yeah... I don't disagree with any of that. I think I can speak for myself. I don't have the same passion to go out and it theoretically is easy to find easier now to mm -hmm. find um, good music. Let's assume that there's still good hip hop being made. There's plenty. It's, it should be easier now than it was when we were in our twenties and thirties even in our 30s, to find it. Uh, yet, for me, I don't care. Because it's not an active street art anymore. Well, that's the thing. Not, and not part of it is older, because I'm not there at the Root Down or at Unity or what, you know what, what I mean? Down? What Unity? Like, well, that's the thing. I'm not at those places like, the, you know, I, and I'm not even going to say that places like that don't exist because then there's going to be people saying, well, of course there's this, you know, this spot that I do, uh, you know, in Corona that has 10 people every week. It's like, well, I'm not going to make it out there. Sorry. Thank you. But I appreciate it. I'm, not, I'm just, uh, you know, just um, not that dedicated, I suppose. But shout out to Noah James and them for throwing that, throwing joints. But I'm saying those things are limited. But go ahead. Continue. But, but. When I do listen to new music, there is stuff that gets me hyped. A lot of times it's not rap. You know what I'm saying? Like like we talked about the Black Keys. There's Black Keys records. There's Krungbin records that I'm like, oh my God, that's dope. Sure, sure. It's not, it's not because there's the, you know, because there's a hot 16 in there, but it's, you know, and that's the space that hip hop Mu the rap music, hip hop music came from that energy. Um, the reason I think, at least for me, that I'm frustrated about the state of hip hop is because I don't feel like that energy should have gone anywhere. And the, the, but I think the conflict is that I would like to fool myself into believing the assumption that the people who are now in their 20s and early 30s or in their teens, like we were when we first started loving this thing, um, should be seeking out the same type of energy that we were seeking out. And I don't think that's the that That I don't think is the case. I don't think it's the case. It's not right. as, listen, more young artists have told me, yo, I don't, I'm on freestyle, but my styles ain't free. I, I heard that from my generation all the way to now. Mm -hmm. the, the thing was, it, you're going to think this sounds crazy, but remember, Artists like the Black Keys, artists like Sum 41, artists like Q-Tip, these are artists that loved their craft. Prince would go to Zanzibar and play for free. He loved his craft. You know what I'm saying? Stevie Wonder would be at Zanzibar with the damn harmonica like, you know, three <laughs> three nights out of every month damn near. It seemed like uh. Stevie Wonder was always at Zanzibar. The, you, I've run into several, I've come across more musicians than I could ever name in more different genres than I could ever understand. And the one thing was the the money came after the passion. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? And more and more, you hear the money before the passion. And I feel like that's kind of what most are saying. Like, what do I, you know, we almost don't want to hear a message from an artist no more. Like, J. Cole, I think for the young folks, is a very big, like, all right, man, J. Cole kind of changed my life type thing. And I think that that's awesome. I think that's dope. I, I'll hold that part back. But to me, the energy is dead. And... And it's not because I'm old. I'm seeking it. I'm not just seeking the songs. I'm seeking the energy. That, and I don't but see that's it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I don't care. I, I, I will enjoy it if I'm there. Like if I go to a show, if I see Cole um, live, I love it. You know, see sure. Jid or I think. Yeah, um, Jid is hard. I saw Jid and, and this kid Saba open for him. Kid from Chicago. Dope. Yeah. Super dope. You right. know. Um, but I don't, that's one show, two shows, whatever. It's like, I don't, I'm not going out the way we were going out every night, dude. Agreed. Agreed. I can't but do that. Of course not. But, of course but, but, not. but again, the kids who are going out every night, which I assume there are people who are now in their twenties that are going out all the time, every night, all around Hollywood mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It, they're not listening to the same stuff, right? I mean, I would assume they're not, you know, but they're I think, this, you know, we talked a couple weeks or whatever, a couple episodes ago about, about like, or I, I know I said something about the records that we sampled and, and the records, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. that like the, the, you know, the DJ premieres and the Pete Rocks of the world sampled a lot of that jazz, um, a fairly significant amount of those artists, you know, whether it's jazz, R&B, whatever, was not records that I think when they came out were considered like, oh, this is the real soul or this is the real jazz, you know, like the yeah, sure. real for real, you know, um, especially like a Bob James or whatever. It's like there was a little, you know, left to center, I would I would imagine, right? And I'm guessing, but, you know, terribly popular. Well, but, Blue-Eyed Soul wasn't considered like- Well, that's the thing, right? And so- soul at the time, yeah. And and so I would, my hope is that at some point that that cycle changes because you, you, there are records that come out now that are from, from the the top artists, and I'm not even talking about like a Drake, but like you know those sort of newer artists that are coming out and putting out uh, records that become hits, and then maybe you don't hear from them. Maybe they are one hit wonders, which has happened forever with all genres of music um, Mm -hmm. that I listen to. And I'm like, I know this is the most popular thing out there right now. Not -hmm. just because Spotify is telling me that or YouTube is telling me that. It's because I know this person's name without knowing what they sound like. Right? Sure. And I listen to it. I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) that at all. Right? So the hope, my hope is that at, at some point, you know, the tide turns so that there's less of that and more of like a, a record from a dude like Corday or you know what I'm saying, like somewhere where at least it's hard. like, wow, you sh- you strung twenty words together sure. that happen to rhyme and uh, mean something from start to end, and um, you know the beat was dope, and I can see it, I can I can put it in the context of what I consider hip hop, you know, sure, but. It, who cares about what I think? Well, no, it's not about that, though, Kev. No, I'm, it, what I'm saying is, is who cares what I think? It Because it, I'm not going to move the needle. It's that I want somebody who I happen, whose music I happen to like to have a legion of teenagers and 20-year-olds also loving <laughs> it for the, for similar reasons. Maybe slightly different. Maybe he's he's, you know, he might be dressing, you know, like all the yeah. odd future dudes. It's like they all dress in ways that, like, we probably, you know, except for maybe yeah. Earl, it's like, dude, you know, dress different and look different and sound a di- little bit different. But it's like, at least I can get it. Tyler was talking about crazy stuff when they first came out. Sure. I'm like, wow, he's way out, but I, I but, get it at least. And it's you know crazy because when you think about that time period, like, Pac Div was out. Um, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying, names are now failed. I mean, Lil Brother was out. Like, all of these, this stuff was, energy was happening. 
that was circulating, right? Like, I like Jid. I like Earth Gang. I like Cole. I like Corday. I like a lot of these. Anakin Flywalker. Like, I like a lot of these artists. I'm saying what, what is missing to me is the collective energy. For every major record, there was an offsetting record that was like nothing against the major record. It just there was always something else. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that that's what's lost here. I do want to also mention before we bounce that Black Keys came out to most Def's crime in medicine. Huh. That was the they came out to that beat. I thought that shit was crazy. I went crazy. My daughter was like, "What? What is this, Dad?" And I'm like, "What? I haven't played this one for you yet." So we uh, we went to In and Out and bumped that. Listen, Kev, we got to get out of here. We are over an hour. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. I am your homeboy Trek Life, and that there is your fam, Kev Dakota. So wait, hip hop is dead. <laughs> to me, the energy of hip hop is gone. Hmm. But you know. I don't know. I Happy New Year. This beard, this beard is all gray. <laughs> so there you go. Um, look, this is Rap Six Radio. If you want to catch past episodes, go to rapsixradio.com. Holler at us on Instagram at Rap Six Radio, on threads at Rap Six Radio, or Facebook RSR Podcast. We are out of here like last year on the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace. peace. We out, y'all.